everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn. This is a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. Thanks for joining us yet again. Sammy, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm pretty tired too. I wanted to call you as soon as I was done with this episode. Because oh um, I wanted to give you a heads up that I, was, I just wanted to say so much meta. Yes, it's exactly so much meta. what I was going to. That was going to be my alternate description of the show. Was like, the name of the show should have been called either "So Much Meta" or "Dean Eats His Way Through an Episode." Yeah, no uh, kidding. So thick with meta yeah. that I got to the point where I said I can't actually say everything. I can't make no, a no, comment. No, no on every single piece of it because my comments would be longer than not only the episode but right. longer than the episode plus our podcast oh sure sure so like if we get it out of the way i just want to say several times throughout the episode they uh, first but not uh, most importantly there's so many call outs to movies that actually exist but those actors that they're talking to do not exist don't in them exist. or their characters don't exist in them <laughs> right right that's kind of like me saying you know sammy that part you did in evil dead 2 yeah yeah I, evil I dead wish. exists but sammy yeah. did not <laughs> no <laughs> at least not in evil dead 2 right right and then we have like all of these internal inside jokes oh so many just basically making fun of the or the bigger names of the supernatural production team which was right. hilarious right like and i then had like just, i wrote i i don't know if you can see it i can't really show on a that, just tell me <laughs> audio platform but usually i just write notes like a normal person but here i had like the separate column for any time like a movie was mentioned or oh my an internal call out was made because I was like, there's going to be so many in here. So many. That yep. I just want to make like just a like, separate little space for it. Instead I ended up, of writing in. Oh, good for you. Because I ended up writing it and then like <laughs> underlining it three times and making yeah. square around it. You know, anything to call it out to my own exactly. brain. Yeah. I, I went through a lot of lead. <laughs> I went through a lot of lead in my pencil <laughs> on this one. I mean, I loved it. I'm not complaining. But this should have been an episode that we watched together and then commented on it I as it know. went because we could have just been rolling with it like oh, oh look at that or oh they just said you know this would have been that episode yeah but also uh, afterward we would have been like oh my god we missed so much stuff <laughs> <laughs> right right so in advance i'm going to apologize only that we didn't we will not have time to hit every cool thing about this episode no you know every every fun moment we won't be able to to talk no. about it no, but but I do enjoy that this is this is like a precursor to spoiler alert. Um, one of the more famous episodes that they did, which I think was called the French Mistake. Yes, uh, this is like a precursor to it. I when I first watched this, or like any time before I watched in this instance, I would not have paid attention because you know I'd been like, "Oh, McGee, that doesn't mean anything to me," right? Uh, or I wouldn't really have listened to the Gilmore Girls reference, right. Or you know anything like that. It would not really have meant as much to me. Yeah, the the randomness of this episode. If you had just watched Supernatural for the first or second or even yeah. third time, it would have just read as what it was. Yeah, you know they went to Hollywood and you know did 
you know, search for ghosts on a movie set. That's what the episode would have been. Uh-huh. Knowing what we know about the show and the characters and the writers, you know, because yeah. we're completely immersed in it, going back and watching it is like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you watched cartoons as a kid and then you go and watch cartoons now with kids and you realize how adult the humor actually is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, genius. It's yeah. Uh, it's you know written for dual purposes. Totally. The, the guy who wrote it, Ben Udland, I think this was like something brewing in his mind for a while. Like he wanted to write something like this, not necessarily oh, yeah? supernatural. Just once he became like a, a or, able you know, to do things like this, yeah. able to do things, <laughs> or even just interested in you know walking his way into the world. He's like, I want to write an episode or, or a movie that's meta like this but i have no idea what what these people actually do meaning oh. like writers and producers and studio executives you know it's just like I, right. I could do it but it would not be correct but now right. that he's been in the world he's like okay now i know what to do now i know now i know that's like whenever i watch a tv show and the episode takes place on a stage like a theater stage uh, you will always notice like an a-frame ladder on the stage and a yep. random single light on stage because that's all people think theater is, yeah. you know, that's all they know. That's all those writers knew when placing this episode in a theater yeah. is that there'd be an A-frame ladder on stage yeah. and there's a random ghost light. And it, oh, it does, it irks me to no end. But, you know, for those of you who now want to start watching TV episodes that take place in the theater, look for a ladder. Every time yeah. there's a stage. Although there is ladder. usually a ladder around on a stage. Right. But this, but this always open and on stage. It's not just like a yeah. folded ladder leaning yeah, in the yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. I have to send you one of my favorite pictures of me backstage um, at USC. I am literally surrounded by ladders. It's like <laughs> the most ladders you've ever seen in your life. And they are all just gathered in the spot where I was calling the show from. Yeah. I was like, what the actual, <laughs> you know? like anytime I turned around, somebody would have opened a ladder and so yeah. I'd have to duck under a ladder oh, to go somewhere. No. I'm like, what are you doing? That's so much bad luck. <laughs> Explains a lot. Season 2, Episode 18, Hollywood Babylon. The Ghosts Go West. A filmmaker fakes his supernatural soundstage death to create online buzz for his in-production horror flick. But the second death is all too real. Written by Ben Udland and directed by Phil Screecher. So I want to start out by saying uh, a super fun episode. B, the, the title, Hollywood Babylon, I was like, what does this mean? You know, roadkill, pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. So right. I looked up Hollywood Babylon. It's a book. It's a book that was released, uh, I want to say in the 60s, about very salacious details of Hollywood stars and starlets between the 1900s and the 1950s. Oh. And it's basically all tabloid. It's And it had, it had gruesome pictures of like Marilyn Mansfield's, I mean, Jane Mansfield's uh, death. Um, it had other other people's suicide pictures in there. It was banned because of just how, not only was it salacious, but it was also not very correct. The writer yeah. of the book actually said that he divined a lot of his information through mental telepathy. So he mm. wrote these stories about these events and about these Hollywood people's lives because he divined it through mental telepathy. <laughs> um, 
So Hollywood Babylon, basically the salacious, you know, underbelly of. Oh, that's funny. Because one of my favorite podcasts and one of the first podcasts I ever tuned into is called Hollywood Babylon, but it's like babble, like you're talking a lot, babble on, like you're just babbling on. And that's hosted by Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Um, And they just talk like pop culture news. And it's also salacious, but in like raunchy guy humor type of way. Right. (laughs) A lot of dick and fart jokes. Not... (laughs) Not <laughs> murder and suicide. Not, not photos of people. Created from mental telepathy, yes. Yes, yes. Although it also published this book, also I just wanted to point out, that published the photo of the murder scene of the Black Dahlia, which was a uh, huge yeah, uh, I've heard of that one. intrigue, whodunit, unsolved murder that happened in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but he published the photos Ugh. of her murder scene, which you're not supposed to do. Right. So the opening. Yeah montage opening sequence no uh was there a recap i didn't see one no no recap Recap. jumps right into uh what you're assuming is like a cold opening of a you know the horror scenes that supernatural has done you know girl in the woods looking (laughs) you know lost looking calling for her friends Mm -hmm. and i just want to point out from the very get-go i was like nope yep not real the lighting and just the scenic was just off enough for me yeah that it was it wasn't supernatural yeah it wasn't it definitely the, the looks regular. like fake woods yes exactly and uh so we're still still buying though that this girl is lost in the woods she calls for her friends there's a fake kind of jump scare moment where her friend jumps out is like you know hey we're here but you know mm-hmm. ah look someone's here we're missing all the rest of our friends we can't find them you know but we have to get out of here and the girl's like no wait we have to go over here and the guy's like no i'm leaving guy leaves girl stranded in the woods yes. <laughs> she know, also calls him a son of a bitch which i thought was a cute little yes and so now she's lost in the woods and she's kind of looking around still kind of half-heartedly calling people's names mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> here's the sound turns camera zooms in and she's got this look of terror on her face and she does a big inhale for the big you know girl scream and does like the worst scream <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she's just like ah <laughs> and then you hear cut <laughs> you know and what i loved about this scene was not only does she know she did a bad job with the screen yeah. but you actually see this the the camera operator and like the focus puller who are in uh, shot with her looking at her like is that what you're gonna do yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. the screen you're giving us that's, that's your choice all right yeah. So now, you know, now everything pulls back and you are clearly on a movie set, you know, on a sound stage. Everybody's resetting, you know, to, to do another take of this terrible scream. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> the, the director is like, yeah, that was good, but not, you know, what, you know, what can I do to help you? And the actress who had the terrible scream says, I'm just not feeling it you know yeah. and the director yeah. like misinterprets what she's saying he's like oh don't worry you know it's a uh, there's gonna be cg it's gonna be you know the monster you're supposedly looking at it's gonna be super scary you know do you want to walk through it again do you want to look at the pictures that we have yeah. you know the sketches that yeah. we have she's like no 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 i'm just not it's not not there for me yet yeah 
And the director does his best to kind of placate her just to get her back on track. Yes. So the actor playing this director, his name is Reagan Burns, and he's in pretty much every commercial that's ever been made ever. <laughs> yep. He is like the workingest guy out there. Yes. You've seen him everywhere. Yes. But he was also on this show that didn't last very long, but was very funny and had a ton of huge names in it. And I think it was called Halfway House or something on Comedy Central. Oh. Octavia Spencer was in it. Um, Oscar, oh, is his last name Nunez? The guy who plays Oscar on um, The Office and also just like oh, okay. a, kind of he sh- shows up everywhere. There's tons of huge names in that show that just disappeared. And I'm not sure why. It was very funny. But that's where I first saw that guy. And whenever I see him in every commercial ever made, I'm like, oh, happy. <laughs> I was just going to say he's been on everything except Spike and Stargate. So, um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you didn't write he's, anything down. That's why that's why I didn't write anything down. He wasn't on my shows. Uh, but no, he's great. He's just that face that you see everywhere. Yes. And and I love that he's playing Mick G, the director, who's also yeah. obviously the director of Supernatural. She oh, goes go to sit down. Yeah, she goes to sit down in her little director chair with her fellow actor. And then there's like this really creepy looking crew guy who has like long yeah. stringy hair. He's just going like, man, this is kind of creepy, huh? Yeah. Uh, what does he say? The set kind of like, gives me the creeps. It always feels oh, yeah. like there's somebody watching yeah. you. Strange things are happening, man. Yeah. And he just walks away. The actors kind of laugh at him. But uh, I know this guy on every set I've ever worked on. This stagehand exists, just so does. you know. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's not all of It's not every stagehand, but this guy exists. There's one on, in every stage crew. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also love that while everybody's resetting, there's a, there's an assistant director who's yelling on set, like, all right, everybody, we got to reset, take it from the top, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. She's yelling this for the entire crew to hear, which is basically my job as well. Uh-huh. Except she's yelling into, um, into a mic, like into a headset mic, like a walkie yeah. mic. Yeah. I'm like, I feel bad for everybody on her headset because not only is she yelling to the studio, she's yelling into this mic. I was like, oh, yeah, don't I do wondered that. if that was like a really inside inside joke because they did such like a massive close-up to her and like like, basically a spotlight on her you know but yeah twice they do it for her yeah so she must be i don't know because there wasn't i couldn't find her like really she wasn't anybody on imdb you know maybe there were this was like for the the crew being like oh haha this is so and so this is how you act or something like that right maybe so the the main actress she's off in the corner you know practicing her scream and it's just as terrible one (laughs) one practice scream after the other she's like oh man no wonder she's in this b movie (laughs) (laughs) but she knows it that's the other thing she's just like i'm not getting it this is bad i'm i hate this so much um and but in between screams she's just kind of you know talking to herself a little bit and she hears something you know because she's wandered off onto the set so she's like by herself she needs some alone time on the set so she's Mm kind of in the trees and she hears something and looks up and sees uh hanging from the grid now the uh electrician guy that creepy crew guy who was just talking to her about creepy things happening is now hanging upside down dripping blood with uh, a ghost standing over him yes and then she screams yes 
Good one. <laughs> a good one, a as good the director scream. notes. It's like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, so her real scream at seeing a dead man hanging from the rafters right. is, is like the take they should have used. Right, right. Still kind of a weird scream, just gonna, just gonna say. <laughs> All right, so title splash, and then when the episode starts... The brothers are in Hollywood. You know, it's that kind of that typical like Hollywood studio thing where backlot tour. Yeah. Yes. So they're on the backlot tour. Dean's very excited. <laughs> here's here's the one of the first meta call outs is the tour guide says something like, This is where they shot Gilmore girls, and maybe <laughs> if we're lucky, we'll see one of the stars. Zoom in Zoom on Right on the Jared Padalecki's face. Yes. Who then makes it look like, uh, uh, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He jumps off the tram. Yes. He jumps. He, he's like, whoop, jumps off. In the meantime, Dean is like fanning. He is like oh, fangirling yeah. about being on these backlot studios. He is having such a good time. Because like, he's looking for the stars. You know, as the yeah. tour guide is saying, you might see this star and you might see that star. Dean's like, he's looking. <laughs> he yeah. wants to see it. The one of the things the tour guide called out was that you know this is where they used to film Lois and Clark, yeah, The Adventures of Superman. I used to love that show for one thing. I did too. I even got my hair. I used to. I got my hair cut like Terry Hatcher's (laughs) uh, when she when she cut her hair into that straight bob. That's how much I love that show. Um, I didn't know that Kripke uh, worked on that show. Yeah. Yep. Am I am I lying to you? No, it's not Kripke. It was Robert Singer. I totally oh, like Robert your face. Singer. I was Robert say, Singer. I was looking. I was looking for Jared and Jensen to see like who was if they either yeah. of them were on the show because I knew it was something. Yeah, I knew there it was, was a, a call reason to, they mentioned it. It was a call out to Bobby. Bobby. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I used to love that show. They also <sighs> mentioned a movie or a show called Creep Show, which I could not find any. Oh, internal... it's a real show. It was a and really it was a bad real show. But okay. I didn't. I thought maybe it's like was somebody on that? Did somebody write on that? Couldn't really find, or I didn't dig hard enough. At some point, no. I was just like, "This is going to take I forever." Stopped. If yeah, I have I to do this for everything, everything that comes out of Dean's mouth, we have to look up. Oh I my know. gosh! Oh my gosh! Although this one was funny because Dean is saying like, "Man, I we thought we were going to be on vacation, swimming pools, <laughs> and movie stars." <laughs> Right, Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and Sam says, does this seem like swimming weather to you? It's practically Canadian. <laughs> Which out. made me laugh and think of you because I did not know for the longest time that this was shot in Vancouver. Oh. And one of the first things you talked about when we watched the show together was just like, no, of course it's Vancouver. It's raining all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I love that they're still they're doing this amazing walk and talk. You know how much I love yeah. their walk and talks. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a really good one because it's taking them down this you know alleyway uh, between the the sound stages. And as they're walking down this alleyway, they're passing by like your typical movie set things that we would expect yeah. to see on a movie set. You know, uh, Spartans in costumes, and there's mm-hmm. a horse, and there's a guy, there's an astronaut being wheeled you know, on a dolly yeah. cart down, you know, to another soundstage. And so they're, they're surrounded by, you know, the trappings of their, of their jobs of Jensen mm-hmm. and Jared's jobs while talking about supernatural, their supernatural lives, which I thought was a cool juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, it was also just a, a, a refreshing, well, walk and talk. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I just enjoyed just the two of them having their, yeah. their talks, you know, they were yeah. connecting 
But it's also and this whole episode is refreshing from Heart road and Roadkill. Yeah. I mean, Heart was like the saddest oh, thing oh. ever. And right. now here it's just like right. it even had that like, chirpy little like music the... in the background yeah, exactly. too, yeah. <laughs> and and it's funny because like Dean's energy kind of matched that. He was, yeah. you know, he was very childlike in this episode, and I don't mean uh, immature. I just mean his wonderment. You yeah. know, he's so they're so saturated by the supernatural and evil that being on a film set surrounded by the fun of what you grew up watching you know it just right. had him like literally with that yes. you know <laughs> in his step um and but so while they're walking and talking they're describing uh they're they're talking about the case you know what yeah. brought them out here and it's not swimming pools and hollywood stars it's a ghost uh this this guy this electrician who was killed on set and that somebody saw a ghost when they saw yeah. his body yeah and Dean goes automatically to, oh, that sounds like Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And Sam is like, yeah, it could be a Poltergeist. And, and Dean says, no, 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 the movie, Poltergeist. And I love this is, again, one of my favorite quotes. Dean says, you know nothing of your cultural heritage <laughs> <laughs> to Sam. And which is true because it's a movie with the, you know, Poltergeist is Poltergeist, but also that Poltergeist has its own urban legends about it. Yes. And I, was, I remember I was personally offended by that also. I have to say <laughs> oh. <laughs> that that Sam didn't know. No, because like I also haven't seen Poltergeist. Oh. Like there's some <laughs> amongst many well, of the other movies that I have not seen. So, but it's not about it's not necessarily the movie itself. It's the urban yeah, yeah, legend. Yeah. Based, okay, so there's so I'll just put this out there. There's a lot of skeletons in in Poltergeist, um, and so the urban legend is that the movie set was haunted because the uh, props people used real skeletons instead of prop skeletons. And so that the ghosts and, and souls of people attached to these skeletons um, were haunting the set. And people did die. Um, the little girl who plays the little girl had a terrible illness. Um, I think oh, she had some sort of liver disease or something, um, which I'm sure all circumstantial had nothing to do with the set being cursed. But that's just one of those call outs to the, the crossover between supernatural lives and television. Yeah, sure. And so they, they, since they can't, they don't know who the the guy who died was, they said, well, let's go find the girl who found, who saw the body and the ghost. Yes, yes. And her name is Tara Benchley, who happens to be in Fear.com and Ghost Ship. She's not in either of those. We looked it up because we're fools. Well, I, I, I actually have seen, I don't think I saw all of it, but I did see Ghost Ship terrible movie i do not suggest it i think i only saw like the first half hour or maybe 45 minutes and i was like "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh not even (laughs) not even worth my time but anyway dean knows who she is very excited at the prospect of meeting her so now he's all of a sudden interested in this case (laughs) right and I Sam mean, he was slightly <laughs> interested, but yes, because Sam was just like, no, I need to work to keep my mind off of Madison. And he's like, oh, all right, right. right, fine. Wait, Tara eventually? Yes, let's go. Like, you could see his ears perk up, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cut to on the soundstage. You've got yep. the directors being talked to by a producer or a suit guy. Um, a studio the guy executive, the... I think, is what yes, he was supposed to be. Studio... Yeah, so not not part of the production team. Yeah, he's one of the one of the you know money studio people who these people drive me crazy. It's they know nothing about production. 
but yet they insert their opinions into everything because mm-hmm. uh, they have no art they have no artistic training no artistic background they are just money people i guess right um but this guy is talking about um he's talking to mcg saying well you know it could be a little bit brighter which of course <laughs> has been said about supernatural um i think no, they, they got called out for it on, on they the pulled CW. all of oh. the studio executives lines from questions that they have been asked in this past like since they started the show oh stop did they really? The, I didn't yes. see that one of them was in an article that was, or was, was one, one of them, this particular one was a quote that it could be brighter, which I also find hysterical because I do brighten our gifts <laughs> before, I, before I publish them. Those are, those are pulled from, from real life inspiration. And then I also, when they sent the, the test screening to the executives, they're like, okay, we know that you're making fun of us, but we totally laughed our asses off. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's comedy. Yeah. That's funny. So the guy who plays the suit, the uh, studio executive is Gary Cole. Yeah. Huge guy. He, huge. But all I could see, uh, you know, cause he, it, for me, his biggest movie was office space. Oh yeah. And he plays um, kind of that guy in every exact same that guy. <laughs> exact same guy. So he's all I could a, see, I just he's made a wanted great him to say playing that guy, playing that, that semi douche guy who thinks he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he didn't say, I need to talk to you about those TPS reports. I was like, a little disappointed. I know. Um, but he was great. He played this, the, the douche guy to a, yeah. to a T. But so yeah. he's making his suggestions to the director about how the show should look. Yes. And that's when Dean and Sam walk onto set. Yeah. And he spots them as, or, or clocks them, I should say, as PAs and says, hey, hey, you guys over there, go give me a smoothie from Craft Services. From Crafty. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> a whatie what? from Hooey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, Crafty is short for Craft Services. Craft Services is is the organization that supplies food and drink to uh, to people on set because you can't always leave studio on meal breaks you don't have time or you know so there's always food there's always crafty they just call it crafty instead of craft services which i thought was funny that dean didn't get that because dean says like a whatie from hooey and i would have thought that with dean's love of all things tv and movies that he would have been hip to you know what what was being asked of him even though if he you know what i mean but then another part of me thought that's really sad that someone who who loves TV and movies so much spent his childhood chasing ghosts and killing things and stuff like that, that he missed out on that little piece of growing up, which is like being able to be excited about how films are made or how TV is done. And Valerie, today's the first day that I've ever heard anyone call craft services crafty. <laughs> I did not <laughs> That's what know you that. get from all of this? Well, because you're saying like, oh, this guy loves movies. How would he not know what the craft services are shortened to crafty? I've never heard that before. Um, he's he's lived in hotels his whole life. How? Why would he no, care? No, that, but the- that's what I'm. But I mean, okay. Well, that that was the flip side of what I said, which is maybe because he, you know, it's a sad thing about his child is that he never had the time to get to experience the fun part of learning about. TV and, and movies. All right. I, I, I take for granted sometimes my, my experiences that not everybody has had them. So, so he does end up getting a smoothie, a, a slew of smoothies. Uh, it's like passing them off to people. Uh, and then takes that opportunity to kind of sneak away to look for clues. And all of a sudden the lights go out because they're ready to shoot. And I just <laughs> loved this look of like, 
confusion huh? or surprise <laughs> or like deer in a headlights kind of look that Dean does. Like when he's on the stairs, he's like, what's, what's, huh? what's, what's happening? What's happening? Why the lights go out? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cute. Anyway, someone calls for, I assume that same, uh, the same AD from before calls for uh, lights and silence for scene 666. I don't know yep. if you noticed that. <laughs> on the, what, what is that called? The strike? It's a slate. <clears throat> slate. Uh, yeah, well, also on the slate was McGee's name. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, Serge L, uh, who is um, Serge Leduce. I may be saying his name wrong. Um, who's the uh, director of photography on Supernatural. Uh, so his name was on the slate, too, as Serge L. <laughs> very nice. So little call outs there. So the scene, the scene that they're shooting is like a Latin incantation of that main actress girl, Tara. And while she's uh, doing that, Dean is uh, up above on the grid. He's got his little EMF meter out, looking, looking, nothing. He doesn't find EMF, but he certainly found his love of crafty. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. But he's not wrong, though. Anytime, now here's the thing. Anytime I was on a film set, the food they had was amazing, which I, at first I thought that they were overdoing it with how much food was out and what kind of food was out. But mm -hmm. I mean, even backstage at the opera, we've got a popcorn machine, you know? <laughs> so, but thanks to COVID, we don't um, yeah. wear your mask. Yeah. So Dean's now falling a little bit in love, in love, in love with, a with production life as, as right. a PA. <laughs> right. So they, uh, and Sam can't find anything while Dean didn't find any EMF, Sam can't find any information about the electrician guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but what he does find out is that four people have died over the, what, what, like over a period of eight years, I think, uh, on the sound studio, two were suicides and two were fatal accidents. Um, and so now they're thinking, oh, vengeful spirit. Yes. This but be before they can get much further than that. Dean spots Tara sitting alone in the corner. Yep. Oh decides boy, Horn Dog Dean is pump. back. Yep, decides to pump her for information. Yes. <laughs> but he he, you know, it's funny, he goes over there to to Tara and he's still kind of fangirling. I mean oh, that's what I said. Like at first I wrote Horn Dog Dean spots Tara, and then I said, Well, maybe he's actually more just of a fanboy. Like, yeah, this this nervousness is legitimate and not That's, him playing a part. Or, yeah, you know, his, to... he didn't have he didn't have the swagger. No. You know, he was just like, hey, this is my chance, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. and while he's talking to her, he has this this like kind of I don't want to say that puppy dog edge that Sam usually has, but he kind of starts in with the bedside manner, which is so were you the one who saw the guy that mm -hmm. must have been really rough that must have been bad. And then when she says, yeah, I don't you know, people are afraid I'm going to break if I talk about it. And he gets her to start talking about it yeah. um, and not, not in the usual Dean, you know, how much blood was there? You know, what, how did I, you know, it no, was, it was, it was just a very, it was a very smooth yeah. segue. I have to give him props for it. Yeah. And so while he's asking about, about him, she's like, well, I don't know much about him, but I have a photo of him. And, you know, Dean's like, you have photos. She's like, oh yeah, I take Polaroids of, you know, of folks of, of the crew and stuff when we're in between takes just to kind of kill the time which I didn't know this, but that's what Jensen used to do. He used to take pictures of the crew and stuff in between takes. So he was known for, uh, for doing stuff like that. Oh, that's so a little sweet. call out to, to Jensen on the show. So uh, when Tara shows the, finds a picture of her and the electrician guy, Dean recognizes 
Oh, the guy. immediately. Son yeah. of a bitch. Son I think he's a bitch. Yep. He also mentioned this is another meta thing, just very quickly. When he first approaches Tara, he says, I love your work in Boogeyman. Oh, I can't believe I didn't mention that. Yes, yeah. go ahead. Which was a movie that Eric Kripke wrote. He's not very proud of it. Although he did like three of them. So. Oh, right. Well, you got to put food on the table, you know? Right. Do what you got to um, do. Yeah, that's that's right. Because even Tara says, yeah, oh, that was such a bad script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That one I loved. And I can't believe I didn't say it. Sam and Dean go, uh, since Dean knows who this guy was in the photo, they track down his name and they track down where he lives. And it turns out he's an actor. And Dean has seen him in a whole string of bad B movies. Yes. Metal Storm at um, the destruction of Jared Sin and Critters 3. Now, I knew Critters 3 was a movie. I didn't know the other ones. Um, either of them. I also but, love that they call out Richard Mall uh, as an actor. Yeah. Like, would, well, yeah, they asked this guy, or Dean asked him, what was it like working with Richard Mall? And Richard Mall was like the tall, bald guy on Night Court. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he, like I don't. Richard get it. Rich, Richard Mall exists as an actor right. in that movie, but not this guy that they're talking to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, oh, but anyway, man. he he invites him in, and then he tells him, "I was like, oh yeah, the executives hired me to like fake my death to create some online buzz. I'm going to be the new lonely girl," which at the time was like a huge deal because she was a um, like a vlogger. Yep. Who then ended up dead, but then it turned out to be fake. It was a whole thing. Much like this guy, although probably not to the same effect. Not but quite. No. And he also says, like, oh, the ghost was created by, like, a, a projection. Like, behind yeah. me, like, on a screen. And then he invites them to a dinner theater production that he's in. Of <laughs> Death, Death of a, of a salesman. salesman. That's such, Which, it's so like an actor. It's so like an actor uh, yeah. thing to do. But that's also so very L.A. that, like, if you show up, you'll get a, a free steak or something. Like, anything mm. to get you to come see these shows. Because <laughs> right. theater in L.A. is not the best. But it's what people do to get noticed. So you'll yeah. take the small roles in these, like, you know, 15-seat theaters. Yeah. Um, just to get on your resume and to get people to come out and see you. For your for your resume. Oh, right. L.A. No, no kidding. Okay, so now the boys are back on set. Uh, and so is the deer head. Yes, I saw that. It's like the first shot, right? <laughs> like yeah. Back when they're in the cabin. Yep, yep. And of course, since we're back on set and I've mentioned the deer head, I also want to point out everything else on this soundstage set is from Supernatural episodes. Yeah, I would assume so. I, I didn't pay yeah. too much attention, but it was just like, this feels... The, familiar yeah. <laughs> the cabin the cabin that they were just in uh is from roadkill it's the that guy's cabin that derek that was like in the woods that wooden structure um that was from i don't know what it was there's also that water tower you know the yeah. all of that is all from supernatural episodes that we've oh, already yeah. but, seen and there's and there's more supernatural stuff too that comes in yeah so they're shooting the scene but they can't use it because there is sound uh, sound feedback, which yeah. that will come back later. The studio executive, the suit, as they've been calling him, is there yes. still. And you know what? He, this is an annoying question, but it's also a valid question because he's like, you know, these rules don't really track because <laughs> how would the demons be able to hear their Latin chanting? Right. They're down in hell. How, how does, yeah. The whole logic tracking isn't tracking. 
Yeah. And of course it's the suit who has to point it out. There's no, like, just go with it. You know, I'm always yeah. saying Valor, it's a TV show. Go with it. Yeah. He can't go with it. You know, yeah. he's like, I need to know. <laughs> And they're like, so oh, we'll then, put in an explainer. An explainer. You know? And they call out to some guy named Martin. And he's like, yeah, okay, we'll throw in an explainer. This explainer turns out to be <laughs> demons have super hearing. <laughs> like, that's the explainer that <laughs> that's, they use. That's how they did it. <laughs> but in the middle of that, the suit guy gets a phone call and, like, walks off to go, you know, talk to somebody. So he walks somewhere else on set <laughs> um, and is trying to get his his phone and his Bluetooth to work he's got one of those giant bluetooth wrap around your ear yeah uh, which which we oh, all those, had. those were pretty sleek back in yep. 2006 yeah, especially if you kept them in your ear even when you weren't talking on the phone oh, yeah. um so while he's trying to get his phone to work uh he sees this this woman looks like all black and white she's mostly yeah. white she looks like she is black and white like, yes, like from a black and white movie or movie. picture or yeah. something. Her skin is, you know, her skin, her hair, everything is completely like desaturated. Like yes. Black and, white. Ooh, and he word. even kind of comments on it. He's just like, oh, this makeup is pretty good, except for these neck, this this neck wound. That's not going to read yeah. on camera because shouldn't it be red? You know, because it should right. be blood. Right. And she doesn't say anything. And he turns to go back to his phone and he's like, I, he like does like a voice memo. He's like, I got to call so-and-so about the makeup department, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this girl comes up behind him and taps him on the shoulder. Like, no, no, not done with you yet. Um, doesn't say anything. And she very slowly and seductively unties her robe and lets it fall to the ground. And I'm assuming she's naked. One would assume from his reaction. Yes. <laughs> And then turns and walks up the same steps that Dean was just on earlier when he was doing his EMF um, detection and starts to walk up the stairs uh, very seductively. And uh, suit guy follows. Right. He's like, all right. (laughs) Seems like an open invitation to me. So next thing we see is back in the house, back in the cabin, they're filming the scene. They're they're doing another take. She's doing the incantation and they're acting their little hearts out. Uh, and then suddenly suit guy crashes through the ceiling of the cabin uh, dangled at the end of a rope and he's thrashing and poof and yep. dies in the middle of their scene. And everyone is horrified. Yes. Screaming. Um, good screams. Screaming for real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the last thing we see while this guy is kind of dangling and swinging is like the little Bluetooth earpiece falls onto the ground. Yeah. End of end of scene. End of scene. Um, but then the next scene, they're still just shooting the scene. Like yeah, totally they, did like, not clear the body. Them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. To shoot. This, I was like still filming <laughs> in the same. Not only are they still filming in the exact same location, they didn't yeah. move on to another scene somewhere else. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it was and a Mick G the, mentioned even it. The, yeah, even the producers like mentioned it and from like behind. Well, Mick G, I think, is playing the director. Said, and then there are like, two. Should... No, there are two guys behind. There's like um, Jay, Jay and Martin, I think. But okay. they're just like, shouldn't we? Should we like stop? You know. And then the other guy's right. like, we had a moment, a moment yeah. of silence, oh, at breakfast. breakfast. We, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs> so no one, no one really upset that this guy is gone. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd still be a little ooged out by, you know, yeah, the whole know. dead body. I don't know body. if I could continue. And I think that I would do what Tara did, which is just like, hey, can we, like, can, can, we, can we cut? 
<laughs> Mick G says like, I'm the one who says cut. Yeah. He, he says it offhandedly, but but when she says, hey, can we cut? Somebody says, okay, cut. Dean then inserts himself and is like, that's a cut. <laughs> oh, he's he has fit right in. He's got himself a headset. He's got himself some gear on his belt. He's shoving taquitos into his face. Oh my he's gosh. like having the time of his life. Good for him. Oh but the whole reason she stopped again, not because there was somebody dead in the room, not because she got flashlighted in the face. It's because she doesn't, she doesn't understand why salt would be called for to help protect them from ghosts. Yeah. Because in that scene, she's saying, okay, the ghosts are coming. We should get some salt. I read somewhere that salt keeps ghosts away. And that's when she's like, what? What, why, why salt? That sounds stupid. Why would, why would ghosts be afraid of salt? So another logic, (laughs) (laughs) another logic block. Um, and it's, what I think is funny is that she has an issue with it, but me watching supernatural never questioned it. I didn't either, but it was also because I grew up watching Hocus Pocus, uh, like I mentioned before in the other, in the episode where they did like give the salt lecture the right. salt lesson because right. in hocus pocus which was made in the 90s they used like they they pulled like that cylinder uh, cylinder of salt that every household has of morton salt uh-huh. and they used that to like keep the witches away uh-huh. and i don't remember i think it was the cat the talking cat that said something about it um <laughs> but anyway so that's too funny. A, I just I from just from a young that... age I just accepted yeah salt right salt keeps evil away. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I accepted it. I just accepted it as well on the show. That's what it is. That's what they told us it is. So it is. You know yep. what I mean? I never questioned it. Yep. Um, I also did you notice that Dean was also wearing, by the way, a Hell Hazers T-shirt? Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> he was wearing a production T-shirt. <laughs> so not only did he have on the headset and the work belt, um, he also was wearing a Hell Hazers <laughs> Very crew funny. shirt. Very funny. Um, but but uh, then the producers and scriptwriters they have a conversation. Okay, maybe shotguns. Well, that makes even less sense than salt. And if you had your subtitles on or had earphones in, you could hear in the background as the main seat keeps going. It's like, well, do we want to stick with condiments? You know, maybe paprika or picante. It's very funny. And, like, they keep cutting to, like, Dean for reactions. And he's just, like, smirking, like, (laughs) Well, when they say shotgun and that guy's like, no, that's even dumber. It's like, well, didn't Evil Dead use a shotgun and a chainsaw to kill? Yep. And not to mention Dean and Sam using, you know, a shotgun with salt in it. So like yeah, a double yeah. whammy there. Yeah. Um, so while they're having that discussion and Dean's kind of rolling his eyes, he's really enjoying his taquitos though. Sam comes up <laughs> having just spent time in the morgue. One of my yeah. favorite lines, Dean says, taquito, just one of my, one of my favorites. <laughs> Anytime if I see taquitos in the store or a taquito cart or, you know, whatever I go, taquito. Um, taquitos are delicious. Uh, so Sam went to the morgue to check on Suit Guy, and it turns out Suit Guy actually is dead. He wasn't an actor playing dead. He was mm-hmm. dead, 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 dead. Um, and while he's talking to to Dean about all this, Dean is actually carrying on a conversation on headset, but Sam doesn't know this. He's and like so, doing his job as a PA. <laughs> right. He's totally like answering questions and relaying information. And doing the Sam radio doesn't... speak, right. like 10-4, right, copy, right, right, or whatever right. the fuck those languages Sam there. is like, what? I have to say, though, this that's a huge part of my life yeah. is 
people not realizing that even though you're wearing a headset, that there's somebody talking to you on headset that you not on headset can't hear. And so I'm constantly having to either put my hand up or point to my headset and say, wait, I'm talking to somebody yeah. or somebody's talking to me. It's usually though, so that I can turn, give myself time to turn off my mic so that the people on headset don't hear what's being said to me. Yeah. That's, that's what I always have to be careful of is that somebody will come up to me and start speaking loud right into my mic. And that means everybody on headset hears yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My life. So Dean's in the meantime, good Dean, at, yeah, Dean's pretty good yeah. as a PA. Like he's like yeah. fitting right he's, in. He's been making friends with the crew. He's making friends with the actors. Yeah, uh, kind of making himself useful. Yeah, so he goes over to the. Uh, he, yeah, he shows Sam's like, "Hey, I found something," and makes Sam listen to one of the dailies that was shot earlier that day or the, yesterday, whenever it was. The one that had the sound feedback. There's like. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of it blots out the sound of the actors, so you can still kind of hear the actors' dialogue, but all you hear static over it. Um, also known as EVP. EVP. It yes, came back. It. It's been a while. We haven't had EVP in a while. Um, and now Dean is finding EMF everywhere too. Yeah. So not only do they have EVP, now his his EMF detector has been detecting. Um, supernatural activity so there's something going on there mm -hmm. um well they go off into a trailer all i wrote oh. was i love the touch of the pink spike tape on dean's belt that's like hanging off of him like when he's walking and they do like a full they pull back to show a full body shot and there's like a roll yeah. of pink spike tape hanging spike from his tape. belt i was like oh i love that they really they did um, a really great job in embodying what the individual crew people yeah, are like yeah, on the set they did. They did. because when they they decide to go to i guess brad the dead guy's trailer to either look at more dvd files or something but once they leave the sound stage and are crossing uh crossing over to where the studio is they're passed by a costume rack you know a wardrobe crew is like wheeling costumes to the studio every costume on that rack was a dean and sam piece of wardrobe oh my god the, sh the shirt that they were the shirts that they were wearing were actually on the rack oh my that god. went by yep and that's why you kind of see jared do just a little take and see it and then keep moving so he does oh just a little nod totally to the costumes. I was just looking at the pink spike tape that was like dangling <laughs> from Jensen's belt. Oh, uh, I thought that was that was pretty great. But no, I don't know just, whose trailer they went into, but they Dean because he's been making so many friends, he's just able to get a copy of all of the dailies. So now yeah. they're just gonna sit and watch through them and see if they can find anything. And so Sam spots in one of the dailies like a, a ghosty figure. Or spirit in the corner of the cabin. Yeah, it, that... It's the girl. It was the girl in the mm -hmm. uh, in the bathrobe, the black and white girl. And uh, here's a another um, urban legend. It you know Dean says, "Oh my God, that's just like three men and a baby," which it, I don't know if you're familiar with that urban legend. I, uh, not the no, not the urban legend, but the movie. Yes. After that movie came out on VHS, like it, people started commenting that there's a ghost in the movie. And it turns out that there's this one scene, there's a camera pans, it's a pans across a bunch of windows in the apartment. Mm -hmm. And you see standing behind the curtains, the figure of a little boy that doesn't match three men and a little baby at all. 
It doesn't match the time period. It doesn't match the the scene, nothing. And it, it goes by so fast that, you know, again, if you're like pressing pause on your VCR, you always got that little jump, you know, you never had a solid pause moment. So you're staring at it you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? So it became this big urban legend that there was a ghost on set of a little boy who had killed himself. Why boy killed himself on set? I don't know. But it turns out it was actually just a cardboard cutout that they used when <laughs> focusing lights. Oh, you know, and it just got left on set, which that stuff happens all the time. Right. Um, but I just love that Dean called that out as a as another like poltergeist, you know, urban legend. Yeah. It's just his knowledge of, of films, you know. Right. Um, so back on back on set, Dean still totally digging being a PA. His new alias is Ozzy. <laughs> he calls himself Ozzy. Well, Sam. Um, because he had done that earlier research and you know, he's been off like actually doing work while Dean is, do- well, he's also doing work, eating but taquitos. not related to the- <laughs> Yeah, he's eating taquitos. He knows, he's just like, I think that this ghost might be Elise Drummond, who is a starlet from the 30s, who yeah. was dating one of the executives who then like used her up and like fired her, like just treated her really badly. And then she ended up killing herself. Yeah, hanging herself on set they decide that they need to go and dig up her grave. Yes, I believe the exact words were, we're digging tonight, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And so in the meantime, though, uh, they've wrapped for the day. The film crew has has wrapped for the day. It's been called Mm -hmm. wrap, and, you know, people are leaving the set. Um, Jay, the, the producer is, you know, doing the the platitudes to McG. Hey, no, you're my guy. You're the best. You know, go get him, Tiger. Was it mm-hmm. kicking ass and taking names or whatever? Yes, yes that's his phrase. And uh, <laughs> love you, love you, babe, type of thing. Yep. Um, but a little bit later, we see that Jay is still on set or back on set, but uh, Jay is talking on the phone. So I guess the thing to do is to go find a quiet spot on set and talk yeah, on your phone. In the, in the fake woods, right. In- and uh, so he ends his phone call and then, you know, the lights are turned out more. One other little meta thing. When he, he's talking on the phone to somebody and he's like, no, McGee is an asshole. I'm going to direct the next one myself. No, you're not that way. You're kicking ass and taking names, taking Bob. Names. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob. Yes, you're right. And that's when the lights go out. And uh, he sees somebody. He's like, hey, guy, can you help me get off set? And there's no answer. And he's like, hey, you know, I need help and calls him a putz. I'm like, well, you know, if I was somebody on set, I am not going to turn around and help you if you just called me a putz. Right. You know? Right. Um, So pause on that for a second, because in the meantime, the brothers are wandering around a graveyard, like a Hollywood graveyard. Dean's being a total (laughs) doofus because he keeps seeing things like, oh, my God, this is really cool. Look at this Humpty Dumpty. That's hilarious. They find Elise Drummond's grave, dig it up. And they do the whole salt and burn process. Yep. They salt and burn her. She's burning. Her corpse is burning. Cut back to Jay. Yeah, cut back to Jay. This figure is still standing there, obviously, because it's a different figure. Uh, Now that we know, like, when he says, hey, putz, and he turns around, it's not the black and white starlet. It's some guy guy. with a really, like, chopped up forehead face. Massive head wound. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I I nicknamed him Massive Head Wound Harry. Um, okay. which is a character from, from Saturday Night Live. It was like, he was the unwanted party guest who always showed up. It was like, ding dong. Oh no, it's massive head wound Harry. And it was this guy who just always had like this dripping wound on his head. Okay, so anyway, so head wound Harry 
uh, is now after Jay. And uh, while Jay is running and screaming, one of the giant effects fans, um, like one of those uh, fans that could blow up, you know, those fan boats, those swamp boats in Florida, you know, Mm -hmm. turns on and is now these menacing blades, you know, spinning and spinning. And Jay is now being dragged towards these blades and he's screaming for his life. And the next thing we see is a tremendous splatter. Yes. um, up against 26 a, uh, minutes 37 seconds is an epic <laughs> blood splatter. Yes, yes, onto a bounce sheet, which is what they use for for lighting uh, to help soften. Yeah, that just con- conveniently happened to be placed there. Right. And conveniently, right. his blood happened to splatter on this beautiful white canvas. Perfectly. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. Now, my question is, how does somebody get thrown into a fan? that is in a protective cage that was yeah because the next time you the first time you see the fan you it's something you notice on set it's just a giant effects fan and it's in a cage then the fan turns on later kills jay next time we see the fan again it's in a cage yeah i don't i don't know you know i know not to stick my hand inside you know but right but a whole a a human being could not fit into those things yeah so that's and like just I my thought, little... maybe, maybe this is the back of the fan, and there is no cage. But I've never seen a fan like that that did not also have a back of the cage to it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, a little bit of you know extension huh? of disbelief that the ghost, <laughs> the ghost somehow supernaturally threw him into the fan. Right. Okay. So anyway, Jay has now been splattered. Splattered. Yes. Cut to. <laughs> The trailer, the film trailer yeah. for Hellhazers 2, The Reckoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is terrible. It's a terrible trailer. Um, and it just shows it's all these clip scenes from everything we've just been watching. Right. Um, them make, but also it's interspersed with scenes from Supernatural. Right. From it's, Route it 666. Says, yes, because they say things like from the director of, you know, uh, Monster, Monster Truck. Truck. Which and is the truck from Route Six Six Six? Six Six Six. Yeah, and there was another and one, and something I didn't from write the corn. It, it was like Killer Corn or something that was oh, from yeah, Scarecrow. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then I also Charlie's I... Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, right? Just, <laughs> Which is just Mickey. thrown in those good movies in between all of these terrible <laughs> movies. Rapids. Cornfield Massacre, Monster Truck, Cornfield Massacre. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, later, Sam and Dean go to that other producer's office, and he's got all the show posters on yes, the wall. Uh-huh. There, was, there was one more that was called um, Cannibal Carnival. Yes. And that was the uh, the clown one, the clown episode. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. He also has the same poster that that B-list actor that faked his own death hat, which was Hollywood Polka Party the Musical or something like that. He had, I yeah, that actor, the, that. Death, the Death of a Salesman guy, had Hollywood yeah. Polka Party, the musical, which is not a real thing, um, <laughs> on his wall. But then so did... So did uh, that producer? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> There's that. so much, like, web oh work going on God. in this <laughs> Who has time for that? Like, uh, who has the brain power? 
So then I wonder, was it that guy who hired? It must have been that producer who hired the electrician guy actor because to of play that, the electrician yeah. because they'd worked they on that show on together. That together. <laughs> Sammy. You know what? Not the even the fan base found that. I didn't what? see that anywhere. I didn't really? see that mentioned anywhere. I tried so hard not to look at like fan base stuff for this one because I really wanted to try and, and get it on my own. Yeah. Um, it was really hard. Yep. And I'm sure I it missed was... like a ton of stuff, but no, you're you're getting most of it. So I mean I go back and I look after so that I'm not affected by it. Because I want to be surprised <laughs> by the things right. I see, you know? Yeah, I wanna yeah. I wanna have those moments and then be like, yeah. Yes, I saw it too. So now they're going back. Sam is now watching the dailies still. He's been watching like six hours of dailies, looking yes. for more ghosts, looking yes. for more images, yes. listening for more EVP. Yeah. And in um, the meantime, McChee has shown up, has called like a production meeting and oh. says, okay, I guess now we should close this, the production for a couple of days. Oh my God. He would yeah. want us to go on. We're still going to make this movie, but just not We're going to make this movie. Not yes, just not. <laughs> um, now this is the one time that McGee, the real McGee, is actually on set. Oh, is in he? Is he? He in was the in those shots. Yep, he was standing behind uh, Dean and Sam, holding the slate that had the uh, Hellhazers two on it. Oh, so he was in shot anytime Sam and Dean were in shot. He was standing behind them. So that was the real McGee. Funny. Yeah. Um. So the set has been wrapped. <laughs> They're on hiatus. Um, but yes. so Dean goes back to the trailer where Sam has been watching hours of dailies. Right. Um, right. And he also found in our in his off-camera research, the new ghost is named Billy Beard. He was an electrician who died on set at some point. And he was cremated. Yeah. So, so no, no body, no bones, no ghost. Nope. No. But while he's watching, he realizes that the uh, the Latin that Tara's been reading in these incantations is actually real. Yep. Yet another thing to add to Sam's resume is a Latin uh, be, expert. Right. <laughs> Latin, you know, he went to, Latin he incantation went to expert. Well, he is uh, the one who usually has to do the uh, the chanting, right? He, so yes, far. But he also didn't really know any of it before. He was just speaking the words. Yeah, you know, that was like written. It's on not the, like he understood. On the plane, when they do the exercise for the first time on the plane, he's just like, like, I don't know. This is yeah. just in dad's journal. I guess I'll read it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So according to Sam, these are real things that are happening. Yes. Uh, I mean, real words that are being spoken, real rituals, real spells, real it's a, summoning. It's a, um, a necro... A necro summoning. Necromantic. Necromantic summon... summoning, yes. sum summoning ritual. Yes. <laughs> Neither we'll of us there. said it correctly. <laughs> so they head off to the that producer guy who has the show posters on yes. the wall. They go to his office. Um and they, they pass by you know um Ray's office and they're already scraping his name I off know. the door. <laughs> like that's cold. Yeah, I know. But so they go to talk to the producer guy about the writing and be like, you know, did you guys know that this was these are actual like who's doing this writing this is this is like real stuff being you know spoken and this is the first time that i've ever heard the word enochian in supernatural yeah 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 well in my life i actually never <laughs> i had never heard of it until supernatural but even i didn't know the word enochian until i started watching supernatural oh okay but but you've heard it in supernatural before 
Yes, a million times okay. since. Okay, okay. But it's gonna be like. But how did you miss Valerie? That? How did you miss that? <laughs> Have you seen the last fifteen years of Supernatural? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he, I, and and it kind of struck me as like, oh, that's the first time that they've said that on the yeah. show in Okian. Yeah. Knowing what it is now, it means something to me. Had I just watched this episode for the first time, it wouldn't have meant anything to me. Yeah, it would have just been, like, been another, yeah, okay. another language word. Yeah, yes. exactly. And it turns out, though, the producer's like, well, I don't write this. This guy, Walter, submitted this script, and it was so full of crap, you know, <laughs> that we just had to, I mean, the guy's a whack job, and we just had to keep rewriting. What does he say? It's like 90% of it we had to rewrite, <laughs> and then 10% we had to change. You know? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or then we, and then 10% we threw out. But he's like, yeah, this guy's got a, he's a, he's got a, he's just a nut job for this stuff. Right. And they're like, Walter, the PA, who has throughout this episode kept interrupting Dean whenever he's like uh, raiding the craft, the crafty table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, just shows he's also... up every now and then, like, in a, you know, he in a, Ejects himself. He's yeah. like, oh, excuse me, you know, bumps into somebody. Yeah. He's just kind of a, he, a. He's always giving Tara's like water or a tea, mm -hmm. or so he looks like he's been acting like a PA because he's just been yeah. like, you know, there's this and there, you know, here's your water and, you know, just very unassuming, but he's always there. He's always been in these, in these scenes uh, or behind the scenes. He's always been there. And then he gives them uh -huh. the original script. And when Sam reads through it, both Sam and Dean are like, hey, this is actually pretty good, but it's also pretty much a manual for summoning ghosts and getting them to do your bidding. So, yeah. no, this isn't good. We need to go find I guess Walter. here's our motive because he's pissed at the executives for ruining his movie. Yep. And somewhere along his life, he learned black magic. So, here we got Maybe like this is our guy. bad formula for disaster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, we need to go find Walter. So, they leave. But um, producer guy gets called to the set by Walter. So so Walter's on the set. <laughs> producer guy goes to the set and is like, why couldn't we have just met in our office, in my office? Yeah, instead of these crappy fake woods. These fake woods where people keep getting killed. And, um, and so now Walter is kind of bearing his soul. He's like, you ruined my movie. You know, can't, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted to do wanted it to be you've taken all this great stuff and turned it into like dick and fart jokes <laughs> <You know? laughs> um and the the producer's like we gotta we gotta write what sells you know and what you gave us doesn't sell it won't sell so this is what this is what it is you know this, that's hollywood you know this is what you signed up for and walter doesn't buy it he, i mean he doesn't accept it it's like then you know you're just gonna have to pay for your you're gonna have to pay for all these for what you've done to me and what you've done to my shows I, you know yeah, he wants yeah. this revenge yeah and he holds up this like it's like a talisman, talisman. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like a circle with a cross through it and he starts incanting latin mm -hmm. uh and this ghost appears the the massive head wound harry <laughs> shows up and uh and starts to attack um martin and Martin does the whole, you know, scream take yeah, to the camera, yeah. <laughs> which I love that all the men get to turn yes. and scream into the camera, which yes. I love. And uh, and the the fan has turned back on again. The big effects fan has turned on, and now yeah. Martin's being dragged. You know, yes. you we don't we never saw Ray physically getting dragged Jay. by the ghost. We just saw his J. Sorry, he <laughs> he just got dragged. Like we didn't see what was dragging him. It kind of felt like the fan was sucking him That's into it. That's what I thought. Because at yeah. first I was like, Martin gets pulled into the fan a la J, meaning like the fan was like like vacuuming yeah. him into the 
the fan instead from... of blowing <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then so... all of a sudden oh no it's this ghost guy so he is like literally dragging martin by the feet while yep. walter is that like, keeps scolding him for right. taking his movie ruining his film yeah with a look of triumph on his face like haha you will get your uh-huh. comeuppance Hoist yes. it on your own petard, as as Yes, exactly, exactly. Dean yep. comes to the literal rescue with the shotgun. Shotgun of rock salt. Yes, this was a and... nice hero shot that they did because the camera was oh. like down below, like looking up at yep. Dean, and yes. like he did this pose and. <laughs> yes. And of course, after he shoots the ghost with the rock salt, and the ghost disappears, what does Martin say? He says, you're one hell of a PA or something. That's exactly what he says. Um, And Walter, though, still needs to get his revenge. Like, Sam is there, Dean is there, and they're like, this is where it ends. You know, we're on to you. Mm -hmm. Time to stop. And Walter, again, doesn't accept it. He's like, no, I have to have my revenge. You two can go. You're not a part of this. Yeah. And he gives them a chance to leave and save themselves. Yeah. But being the heroes... No, <laughs> they can't. They can't just leave to let you know Martin get get murdered. Um, so Walter's like, okay, holds up the talisman and starts incanting again for the ghosts to come out. And the wind kicks up inside the studio again. Yeah, there's and earthquakes now happening. We see, right, <laughs> and the ghost now four ghosts appears. A four, three, At three. I think it's three. Three. I know okay. that. Well, it would be three because they salted and burned. Um, Elise. The actress. So yes. yeah. So the rift, there were three four the deaths. Four. She's now put to rest. Okay. So now there are three. So three ghosts show up and start kind of menacingly walk ghost-like towards yep. Martin, Dean, and uh, and Sam. But then they kind of flicker and disappear just before Sam uh, Dean would have like shot them with the rock salt. Yeah, like they're ready. And they're like, come yeah, on, up. We, we, we're gonna, we got this. Yeah, and, yeah oh, they're being all oh, butch and. Oh. But then the ghosts disappear and they're like, oh, okay, that's new. <laughs> yeah. That's new. What do we do? And they, so they, <laughs> they take that moment to run. Now that the ghosts have disappeared, they're like, run. And they all run across the set to the, to the cabin, the cabin yes. set, slam the door. And they're like reloading the guns and they're breathing hard. They're like, okay, what are we going to? They make diehard references. And then oh, they <laughs> Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. But yeah, that's when they they happen to look up and they notice that there is no fourth wall to the cabin. They realize that once again, they're on a film set and everything is fake. And even the the cabin doesn't have four walls. Literally the (laughs) fourth wall. Very, very I'm surprised they didn't actually do like a take to the camera and literally break the fourth wall. Right, But I'm I'm glad they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't, but I'm glad they didn't. So they were just like, Um, oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. But now they still can't see the ghosts, so they don't know where they're coming from. Right. And Sam has this like light bulb moment of like, okay, well, if your cameras maybe pick them up on the dailies, maybe my fancy little cell phone Blackberry RIP camera can do so. <laughs> <laughs> so as it turns out, Sam is right mm-hmm. that you can actually see the ghosts on the video. And so Sam can see the the uh, the ghost and tells Dean where to shoot you know over there blam over there yeah. blam yeah. you know and then takes the phone and hands it to the producer guy he's like you get it you understand how this works yeah. and the guy's like yeah, okay we get it so Sam leaves uh, Dean and Martin to you know 
she Play goes video game yeah yes exactly and he goes after walter to confront him yeah and uh, walter has made it out outside of like he's left everybody to die by ghost inside the studios he's outside um i guess running away yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing but but sam catches up to him pretty easily and he's like in this shot sam looks very scary and intimidating because like walter is so little or at least the camera's making him look so little and oh, Sam he is, was like, a little guy anyway yeah big, like a monstrous man you know being like you know chicks up walter and he's just like yes ah, ah, no and then smashes the talisman, the talisman on the ground and sam's like you sh- i wouldn't have done that yeah you shouldn't like, have done oh, that but it's the man. exact same results as in fate when yeah. the woman smashed or or not she didn't smash it but when the uh her talisman was smashed and the reaper turned on her yes and even and that's sam's just like same. yeah he's just like you kept those ghosts as prisoners you made them do your bidding and when they didn't want to like they were maybe they arrested were... i don't know but you brought them out of hiding and you yep. made them murder for you they're not going to yep. be very happy with you and walter's not buying it you know he's just like oh yeah let's see let's see what happens now and then Mid monologue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ghosts start to attack him. We don't see it, but suddenly he's thrown to the ground and he's being torn to shreds. Yeah, his back like starts like bleeding from mm-hmm. various wounds. And yeah. Martin and Dean, who have then shown up uh, in the middle of this, because I guess the ghosts, like once the talisman was disappeared, smashed, yeah. yeah, the ghosts were gone. So then they came up to join the party. Martin pulls the cell phone out. You know, to see like what what, what am I looking happening. at? And here's yep. all three ghosts literally digging into Walter's back. Yep. Killing him. Yeah. And Martin just yep. kind of puts the phone back down. He's <laughs> like, like, okay. Like, maybe I didn't need to see <laughs> yeah. that. The next day, Sam is uh and I'm assuming Sam's looking for Dean because he's walking by all the, the trailers, all the artist trailers. Well, and no, one he's of just them- like sitting there with uh with martin because they're shooting pretty much exactly what happened between all of them like they've changed the script entirely where like the friend is using the cell phone to look for the ghosts she's like it's there and then he shoots now it's there he shoots like wow how can these cameras pick it up it's like well i don't know maybe it's like the electromagnetivity he's literally (laughs) using his exactly what just happened what he just went through for yep. a crappy B movie. Right. And then Sam calls him out on that. Yeah, like, Sam is just like, really, dude, that's what you're going to do with this new knowledge that you have is... You learned is- that there's an afterlife and this is what you do with it. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, yeah, you got to jazz up the script or whatever. Yeah, I forgot about that. I think I wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. I said, back on set filming using all the stuff that Sam and Dean just did. That was my... That's, oh. that's how I looked at that scene. <laughs> I think I just wanted to walk away from that because I think right. I was just, just disgusted as Sam like, oh, was. I really? was just like, yeah. oh, And he does. God. He just kind of like rolls his eyes. He's like, oh, God. Okay, Ugh. fine. Goes Ugh. to look for Dean. Notices one of the trailers cartoonishly rocking yes. back and forth. And uh, and then out pops Dean. It's like the door, the door to the trailer opens, almost hits Sam, and out <laughs> pops Dean like putting on his clothes, you know, sure. like still kind of straightening his clothes out and stuff like that. Um, there's an outtake here. I just want to point out there's, there was a couple that I didn't say cause they weren't yeah. worth it. But in this outtake where Dean is stepping down the steps of this trailer, Jensen slipped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So he's coming down the stairs and you just see him whoop, and he falls out of frame and then he pops right back up again. And you hear everybody on set around him going, Oh my God, are you okay? And Jensen's response is, you know, I'm like a cat. I always end up on all fours. And then somebody behind him yells, you're one hell of a PA. So, but yeah, he's like doing his, like his cocky, putting on his clothes saying this, and he falls down the stairs. Pretty Oh boy. One hell of a PA. And I never knew what that meant when I watched the outtakes. Now that I've seen the episode, I'm like, I get it. Because the next thing you see is Tara comes out with like putting on a bathrobe or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says to Dean as he's leaving, you're one hell of a PA. And then, you know, good for her. <laughs> and then still but gets to uh, uh, steal from Crafty because I think he grab takes a, like, burrito. a burrito. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, Dean eats his way through an entire episode. Yep. So the boys are doing a, a walk away this time. Yeah. And they're walking off into the sunset, which they would normally do. But it turns out it's a it's a set. It's just yeah. a, backdrop. <laughs> it's a backdrop. The backdrop is rolled out of the way to reveal a sunset, but it's a real life sunset. So and it's kind of rainy, and cloudy, and yeah, smoky, very rainy. Yes, yes. And as they're walking away, Dean says, "God, I love this town," which I thought was a Ghostbusters reference, but somebody else said it was a different movie reference. Because um, at the very end of Ghostbusters, uh, er- Ernest. Uh, but it's the last thing that's said in, in the movie. He goes, I love this town, you know, and then the Ghostbusters oh, music right. starts up. Yeah. And that's what I thought this was. But somebody, I forgot who, said it was another movie. And I didn't write down what, what it was because I wanted it to be Ghostbusters. So. Okay. Boom. Meta, meta, meta. Yes. The first of many to come many. but this one was just like chocked sh- yes full. and it was a huge jump from everything uh, that from they've the done heart wrench far. of yes from heart oh, yes and... especially from heart but also from just everything that they've yeah. ever done yet yeah and i think it kind of sets the stage so to speak for the future of supernatural <laughs> <laughs> well yes Yes. And this, I mean, I think this just really shows that the writing teams know their actors, the actors know the writers, the producers, like the supernatural team, really, they know each other. And yeah. so they're comfortable with doing things like that without it right. being, you know, like you said, the, or the studios said, you, we knew that you were talking about us, but it was still pretty funny. Yeah. You know, that, that it's not them jabbing them to be like, eh, eh, yeah. you know, negatively, yeah. it was a, you know, familiar uh, right. ribbing and, so to right. speak and they were all making fun of each other because the guy who plays Jay kind of jerk producer who just talks behind everybody's back yeah yeah they were ass, making, taking names yeah they were making fun of Bobby because behind the like whenever producer Jay was like not in a scene he was practicing like golf swings right apparently right. Bobby Singer or Robert <gasps> Singer does that when does he's that? in between no. scenes yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I was like who is this guy you know, but okay, that's funny because yes, every time he was just standing behind the chairs while the scenes were going on, he was he was golfing. He was yeah. doing his golf swing. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know yeah. that they did that. <laughs> that it was that it was specific to, to Bobby Singer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I wonder what call out I guess the, the call out they did for for Jared was Gilmore Girls. Yep. The call out for <laughs> Jensen was the photography behind the scenes. Maybe, but also 
It could have been the food because I have like a little, there's a mini Q&A that somebody did with the catering company who does the craft services for Supernatural. Stop. It's <laughs> really? The, yeah. The company is called Green Machine Catering and the guy was Jason Robbins. And here, it's just three, three questions. How many people do you feed on an average day in Supernatural? 145. What's the greatest number of people you fed on a Supernatural shoot? Just over 300. What do Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki like to eat? Candied salmon. <laughs> plain chicken breast and salad. But most of all, spicy Tex-Mex. Uh. <laughs> so there's your burritos and taquitos. taquitos. And a Philly cheesesteak in there just because. Just threw that in because it was fun to say. Yep. Um, Yeah, I remember reading that when it came to the eating habits on Supernatural, that Jensen was was actually more the health nut than Jared was uh, overall. Mm -hmm. Overall. And then because I also remember seeing some of the like early morning behind the scenes stuff when they would be getting up super early to go to the makeup trailers. Yeah. And there would just be candy everywhere, like like <laughs> gummy worms and stuff like that. And it was like it was Jared who was like, yeah, 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 candy. Yeah. I never saw Jensen eating, but I was like, well, it's probably because he has to eat on set all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I remember funny. I worked on this one film where the one of the girls running crafty was so proud of herself that she got these. She called them. Um, like it was bistro bistro sandwich bread. And she was so excited that she had this like high-end, you know, bread for these sandwiches. And she showed them to me and I was like, those are hot dog buns. <laughs> She's like, no, no, bistro sandwich. I was like, that's a hot dog bun. That's so I'm not saying that it was, she was just not meant for that position. Uh, so we'll just say, cause especially when the cruise broke and we went to crafty for, for lunch, they're like, <laughs> sandwich, we had these hot dog buns with like, you know, wraps in them or something yeah that. yeah she didn't last long in that position but uh, i just thought that was pretty funny <laughs> that was hollywood babylon for this week i feel strangely like kevin smith smith it's saying that <laughs> <laughs> because that's what they always say at the end it's like that was hollywood babylon of this week or next week we will do Folsom prison blues i have not taken a peek at this at all sam and dean go to prison i take it yes that must be their 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 alias for that week. <laughs> I have a feeling that their uniforms are given to them, however, and that they do not have to manufacture them. Right. Must be nice for once. Okay. So also, just a heads up to our faithful listeners, uh, we may or may not be taking a hiatus for just a touch, just because our real lives are getting kind of hectic and busy and theater is happening and it's exciting. Yay. Um, but also time consuming. (laughs) (laughs) So there'll just be a a short little break happening at some point. Don't know when, but we'll let you know. Yeah. But just catch up on past episodes so thank you so much for listening to us please be sure to follow us subscribe to us rate us on apple Podcasts or anywhere you can find podcasts and you can find us on social media too we are at salt and burn this pod on instagram and facebook and at salt and burn this on twitter that's it for this week that's it thank we will you see Sammy. you next week for Folsom prison blues bye bye